and boom goes the dynamite. Boom goes the dynamite, 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 boom goes the dynamite, dynamite, boom. And boom goes the dynamite. And welcome to episode 99 of Boom Goes the Dynamite, the AAEW Dynamite Review Show here on the PWM Podcast Network. I'm Jeffrey. With me tonight is Paul Sebastian. Paul, how are you, man? Jeff, I feel great. I'm just happy to be here on Boom Goes the Dynamite. A lot of people are saying it's the Dan Brown novel of wrestling podcasting. Many are saying this uh, we cause we, because we cracked the code. Of professional wrestling each and every Wednesday. Is, right Dan, here. is Dan Brown saying this? Dan Brown is saying it, but it's heavily coded. <laughs> so a lot of people ha- don't know yet. Yeah, I really read into it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, a lot of people aren't aren't sure just yet. Oh boy. Uh, so I just want to get a uh, a technical thing out of the way here. I apologize for the shit-tastic audio quality coming from me. Uh, on the, uh, the 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 full gear special because I did not realize that my uh, my mic was accidentally just slightly out of place and it was enough so that it wasn't detected. So oh, you know, that, that that's what I get for not you know you know making sure I have the right equipment going. So that's so, all fair, and uh, I will I will follow up with I'm not sorry for my currently poor audio quality and the poor audio quality that I bring to you in this podcast every single week that I still seemingly can't fix. But uh, unlike Jeff, I'm not sorry. So there you go. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we're not going to repeat uh, what went on uh, prior to <laughs> us, us starting the recording, but let's just say uh, I'm not sorry for that either. Yeah, you're not sorry for that. <laughs> Nor am I for, for my response to it. But just let me say, you had to be there. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> just just know you had to be there. And I'm not sorry that you weren't there. That's right, because it's between us. And you know what? We are allowed our... No apologies Wednesday. Let's go. We, we are allowed our personal space here. There will be no apologies. There will be no personal growth. <laughs> Nobody will learn anything. And none of us will become better people for it. Now, let's right. start the show. That's right. Uh, did you watch either Elevation or Dark? No, but I wanted to. Okay. Well, I mean, I guess it is the thought that counts. <laughs> I think so too. I agree. Well, let's then let's just uh, let's just get right into this. Although, <laughs> oh, actually, wait, I take that back. You know what? I, I do want to commiserate that there's like a lot of wrestlers right now that we like that are. Um, severely fucked up uh physically and not yeah but if the ones we don't like we aren't uh we, we actually think it's cool that they're hurt <laughs> we think it's if we don't like you as a wrestler we actually think it's cool that you're injured well i we think I, it's I, cool I, and good. so i'm trying to figure <laughs> out are, are there any wrestlers we don't like who are currently out injured i don't know did jay lethal get injured during this match at the end of the i don't think so uh well ma'am guess not then i don't think so but yeah i mean like chris dickinson uh, I found out yeah. during Dynamite, Starboy Charlie. So that's eye to eye, or or yeah, I think out. Starboy got hurt in that last match with that he had tagged with Dickinson. I think Did maybe he? I, I saw he that's... had a broken leg, and then you know Dickinson messed himself up. Uh, yeah, he at, like in chipped New a Japan. piece of his hip off, I think, right or something. Yeah, it was. Like, yeah, he got a hit. bad one. And yeah, then the, a... you know we've already talked about Dan Housen and Mansur's uh, injuries. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's. Lance Archer. Lance Archer is still Lance Archer. Uh, Kenny Omega looks like he's going to be uh, uh, taking some time off to heal up his nagging stuff. So nothing recent. Yeah, but so it sounds you, like he's going to finally address uh, the things that he's been uh, dealing with. Yeah, so you seem to think that that Omega versus Iho Delphi Kingo may not happen. I'm almost certain that it won't happen. I feel pretty confident about it not happening. And tonight on Dynamite made just reinforce that. Well, yeah. So shall we get into that? Let's do it. All right. Well, then let's go live to the Chartway Arena in Norfolk, Virginia 
for uh, this week's edition of AEW Dynamite. Your host, Jim Ross, Tony Schiavone, and Excalibur. We start right off with a recap of Saturday's Full Gear show. And then uh, we go backstage, and it's a uh, Kenny Omega and the Super Click promo. In which, looking uh, a little dejected, looking like they're not having a whole lot of fun. Yeah, they're they're not they're not digging this. They're not having a super kick party here, and uh, the vibes were not chill. And Omega basically says he's he's got to take some time to 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 reassess some things, or as you said, you know, heal up from injury. But you know, he, he does this every time he has a big loss because I remember he did this after that Wrestle Kingdom match too. You know. <laughs> Like yeah, no, he, he does. And and like a champion taking some time after a big loss is fine and it's part for the course. However, compounded with, uh, you know, some of the reports out there, what Kenny's been dealing with, it sounds like this is going to be probably a more extended break than some of his previous ones and that he actually is going to take some time for some stuff. So we'll we'll get into that. The word is he needs shoulder surgery. I believe I have also heard some stuff about him possibly dealing with vertigo. So he's got a lot Oof. going on. So, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, it just makes what he's been doing since late 2019 uh, even that much more incredible that he's been like, really, he's been working hurt since AEW started. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. It's pretty incredible. Um, he is an absolute warrior, man. Like, we don't talk about Kenny Omega being like one of the tough guys of wrestling because of all of his theater kid energy and stuff. But he's one of the toughest fucking theater kids you're ever going to come across, man. He is. Uh, he's an Iron Man. So uh, the Super Click said that they're going to hold the fort, uh, although, uh, you know, Kenny only really meant the well, blocks. Adam, but... Adam Cole said the thing. You can't, you can't forget. He said the thing from the Internet. The, the, he said the meme. Uh, did you not notice this? What was the meme? You didn't notice when Adam Cole said cleaner? I got this. No, I did. No, I, I that co- totally passed me by. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, when he stepped in, he said, don't worry, cleaner. I got this. OK, I, I that totally passed me by. Wow. <laughs> it was a thing uh, from from the Internet. Yeah. Yeah. Remember, uh, remember when the guy said the thing on Twitter? Remember? Yeah, I remember. Remember somebody so, had a sign that saying that the other day? Very meta. We we like to lean into our little uh, little meta angles and stories here at AEW. Oh, that's OK. I got something from the Internet. I'll drop on you later. So. We love to drop the internet on me. Yeah, the the entire damn internet, just right on right on the back of your neck. Just that's what my brain feels like most of the time, Jeff. Like that's what it's like to be me, really, in any given day. You just feel like the internet is weighing down upon you. Uh, you know, I, I, as I said the other day, uh, in response to something that Trevor Dame, uh, you know, the host of uh, Through the Years here on the PWM Podcast Network. Something that he had said on the uh, uh, on Twitter, I, I just basically replied with, I, I am just waiting for the day when Twitter just shuts down so I can finally be free of its clutches because I know I'm a, a, a horrible addict to the, to Twitter and I just At cannot. At least you know you can't walk away. I yeah, know. I know. Like it's, I, I, that's I, I the tried first step. and I couldn't do it's it. It's the first know? step what I understand of recovery, and I do understand a few things about recovery. So, uh, yeah, I think admitting uh is is where i don't think you're gonna get much past the first step but i'm glad you've gotten to the first step yeah at least i got the first step and now 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 we just need jack to just shut it all down and then i can be free at last um after that we go into the ring and uh dark order there to kick off national cowboy shit day Uh, Uh, before we get to national cowboy shit day we have to shout out cody rhodes who uh did have the wherewithal to quit and uh, did walk away from 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 the evil hell. Oh, Co- Cody yeah. deactivated. We can talk about that. Yeah, but yeah. Since we had Twitter on the brain. I wanted to kind of bring that up. Cody deactivated. Uh, you know what? Good for him. Go be a dad, bro. You don't need Twitter. Yeah. Go parent. Yeah. Doesn't Twitter, need that shit. Twitter's stupid. I, w- I wish it would. I, w- I wish <laughs> I wasn't on it, but I am. Yeah, Twitter's awful. But hey, since you're there, follow me on Twitter at Cool Stuff Uncle. That's right. Uh, strong style story without the in style. And uh, make sure you follow this podcast at BGTD Podcast on Twitter. That's right. Uh, the house- with that, Adam Page comes out wearing a Virginia is for lovers shirt and the AEW World Championship that he and won. a very cool jacket. His and, jacket was cool. It had tassels. It had great like the lining on the inside was really nice. Yeah, that I mean, I I, I wouldn't wear it, but it it suited him. He he's a beautiful, beautiful man. Uh, uh after uh, Adam Page says some words, we get Brian Danielson coming out and. Hmm. Uh, yeah, the crowd's really into this. And then uh, Brian Danielson does the most amazing thing ever. He first says that he's disappointed that it's not Kenny Omega standing across the ring with that title. Surprised and disappointed. So also, you know, 
letting everyone know that he did not expect Adam Page to win this match in any way, that he thought Kenny Omega was better than Adam Page. But also, uh, let's just say, put it this way, in the span of about three or four sentences, Brian Danielson had the entire crowd turned on him. And this yeah, was and this, amazing. I mean, the timing couldn't have been better. Uh, and they booked this show in Norfolk, Virginia for a reason. And this crowd was, you know, eager to root for Adam Page, which conversely will make them eager to go against whoever is going to be that opponent. But it's going to take effort from that person, especially if that person is Brian Danielson, uh, who the crowd has been absolutely in love with since the moment he arrived at AEW, who has built this fan loyalty through giving them exactly what they want in these great wrestling matches week in and week out and to just very quickly take something away from them and, and take away kind of that validation that they felt by being Danielson fans, you know, Danielson left the the evil empire of WWE. He came over to AEW. He showed us all that this is where all the real wrestling happens. And just by all he had to do was bring up WrestleMania as though he looks back on it fondly and it turned everybody around. Oh uh, yeah. I it mean, was beautiful. It, it was all awesome. It took, all it took was him to say WrestleMania, and, and he just he had him. He's like I, he had all these motherfuckers, and then he just kept going. And it was it, while this whole segment had some misses for me, and I think I don't think Paige and Danielson have such great chemistry yet. I don't think they're, they have a very natural chemistry, but I do think it'll come. Uh, we need some time to breathe with this one, but uh, Danielson is going into this confidently. Yeah, uh, so we get a dust up between uh, Paige and Danielson with uh, the Dark Order getting involved. Uh, we then cut to a commercial break and come back, and we have our first match of the evening. It's Brian Danielson versus Evil Uno. So can we point out that I, I this is the, if he had this before, this is the first time I'm noticing it, but the black on Danielson's gear. I did uh, not notice this before. Yeah. Either I didn't notice it or it's new. I think this gear is different than yeah. what you wore on So, Saturday. very, very nice touch. Yeah, to nice, nice that. little subtle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, so, I didn't see this match. I was having some weird issues with uh, uh, the service that I use for my uh, for television, uh, and I missed this match. So, if you want to take it from here on this one. Long story short, Brian Danielson, he still wrestled like Brian Danielson, but it was nothing like, say, you know, the Miro match or the Suzuki match. He, he was not being a technical wizard. Uh, by, right. by it was a short event. match. I mean, it, I wasn't gone for that long. It couldn't have been more than a three or four minute match, right? It, it wasn't that long, no. But, I mean, he but, – but what was brilliant about it was how Danielson stooged for Uno the whole time. Oh, how so? Oh, like just he he was he was making Uno look like a million bucks. Great. Like I mean, this he, is what yeah, like he, he was doing he was doing full heel stick stooging until it was time for Danielson to say, Okay, fuck this. I, I can out wrestle you with my eyes closed and you know But let's be real about this. And you know, we talked about this over the last couple of months. Evil Uno can wrestle his ass off. He can we're not gonna we're gonna give Evil Uno some shine on this podcast because Evil Uno can fucking go. Oh, he can, but he's not Danielson level though. And I mean nobody is. There's literally no one that is right now. I think it's pretty I'm I'm pretty confident saying Brian Danielson's the best wrestler in the world right now today. So uh, at what point you you hear audibly Daniel yelling, "I will kick his fucking head in," like the old Amdra- <laughs> American Dragon. And there was a lot of yelling "fuck" uh, and the camera picking it up on the show tonight. Oh yes, there was. There there was a lot of f bombs on. The, I, I think TNT might have some words with uh, Mr. Khan. Uh, Standards and practices. Going to be sending some emails. Oh God, I hope not the not the Harris twins. Please no. <laughs> oh god no not the harris twins jesus no that'll be the last thing we need <laughs> the harris twins are all elite no no uh anyway uh Dale's still in- alive? yeah aren't they like co-owners of impact the harris twins yeah really i think oh, so shit. i think they were they, i think they're like no really and involved sports with owns anthem. impact like a big big conglomerate owns impact now right, like, i think they're and, and- i think they're involved with anthem or they were at one point Really? Yeah. Yeah, we're going to have to look into that. But anyway, um, anyway, yeah, Danielson does end up kicking uh, Uno's head off and then, you know, referee stoppage with a dragon sleeper. Um, Then Tony Schiavone gets in the ring. 
hands Danielson a mic, and Danielson Danielson says he's going to kick all the heads of the Dark Order in, starting with Colt Cabana in Chicago next week. A show which, by the way, I will not be at, so. Yeah, that's, uh, why aren't you going to, uh, Well, because when the tickets went on sale, I still was very high anxiety. Ah, but, you know, with a related note, uh, Friday, I will be missing Rampage Live because I'm actually going to my first concert. Oh, they're doing Rampage Live. That's not going to that's they're doing two shows next week. Oh, no, 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 no. I meant I'm going to miss Rampage, uh, you know, when it airs on. Oh, like when it airs. When it airs, because I yeah, no, I will be at uh, no, I will be at uh, the Aragon Brawl Room in in uh in Chicago for uh, my first concert since the pandemic. So which one uh, is that again? Uh, churches. Oh, for churches. Nice. Yeah. So uh, hopefully, hopefully that's a good show. Yeah. I went, Especially I, since, I, 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 I talked about the podcast, but I went and saw Mayor Hawthorne a couple weeks ago in Atlanta and had a blast. Yeah. It was well, really nice being at live music again. Well, remember I was supposed to go see Gary Newman in October, but then they moved the show to March. So yes, but uh, fortunately uh, by March, you'll be safest of all. Yes, especially since I already have my booster. In cars. Well, and, is and that my, where is that? I mean, a drive-through is. Did you go to the in a in a car to? Okay, no, you I, get it. No, I, had I, to bring, I, I didn't. I did, no, I, I was trying to, to do the cars bit again. I went to work. <laughs> How'd you get there? How'd in you get there, cars. Jeff? <laughs> in cars. <laughs> Woo. Uh, so yeah, uh, Brian Danielson versus Colt Cabana in, in Chicago. So, Hey, how about that? In the Uh, actual, so this is good for me because if we're going to continue on this pattern and and Danielson already announced that he's going to try to, you know, run through all of dark order before he gets to hangman page, which probably means, uh, December 1st in the Atlanta area, we're going to get Danielson versus Allen five angels. And that's one that I will be attending Jeff. So I'm pretty excited about the prospect attending that match live because I think it'll be very good. I think oh. Allen Five Angels is a really in- interesting opponent for Danielson. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, so, uh, by the way, not next week, but the week after, uh, we're going to have a delayed episode, so, because Paul will be live. It, it, you know, it happens. It, it's allowed. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, so, wait, because I'm going to be, and then I'm, wait, because they're going to have the tape tapings after, right? We, we, we are not recording that night. Just don't even think yeah, about it. Yeah, we won't be recording that night at all. Yeah, No, sure. it, that'll be another Saturday show, so, you know, it happens. Uh, after that, we get uh, recorded comments from MJF post-match at, at full gear, but uh, yeah, it, actually, I thought this was pretty decent. It was, yeah, no, it was comments. good, but uh, the most important question, I think, on the lips of the fans and the, and the minds of the fans what do you think was in that bottle, Jeff? You know, I wasn't even thinking about that one bit. A lot of people think it was piss. It certainly looked like it, to be honest. And, you know, the the fact that I'm uh, I, I'm actually doing a, a watch of Succession, uh, the, the HBO series right now, and uh, urine seems to run a, a, there's a, there's a clear path of urine. <laughs> through this show like the, the I, very... mean, I thought maybe mjf was watching some old man versus wild it was like man bear grills is in good shape you know what'll help my cardio <laughs> oh no oh no just saying so uh after that when we come back we have uh eddie kingston backstage and he gets interrupted by 2.0 and daniel garcia so yeah how how about that irony that eddie kingston doesn't like being interrupted when the whole thing with the CM Punk thing was that he interrupted just, CM well, Punk. I mean, he, well, no, it was, uh, yeah, but you know, he, he gets interrupted quite a bit too. So this is kind of a fun through line. And he even mentioned, it, he's like one time, one time, can I not get interrupted? And, uh, Hey, give me, give me some Eddie Kingston and Daniel Garcia. This one had some real heat between it right away. Uh, these guys want to fight. So and hey, I, I, and I love a fight. So did you know there's a through line there in that 2.0 were, were taunting Kingston by saying that Daniel Garcia lasted longer against CM Punk when uh, Paige yes. had also said to Danielson that, yeah, I did beat Kenny and it took me less than 30 minutes to do it. I mean, hey, both those things are true. You just happen to, you know, ha- be able to kind of play for that from that uh, for both of these stories right now. But hey, both of things are true. Yeah. So by the way, I also want to point out that the first segment in total was half an hour. Even with a commercial, it was about, about yeah. I guess if you count it all as one kind of as one property, yeah. 
which is fine because, you know, one of my favorite shows ever was Russell Palooza in 97, where you had like basically one continue. It, it, it was, it ended up being like four matches slash segments. And it, uh, you know, all told it took an hour to do it all. Mm-hmm. It, like starting from the, 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 the last Raven match in ECW, and then it went through the, the thread where, you know, Jerry Lawler shows up, which led to Taz versus Sabu, which then led to Taz versus Shane, you know, choking out Shane Douglas in, in three minutes to, to win the, the, uh, the TV title. Right. So, yeah, what, one of the best one of the best sequences of wrestling ever put together in a North American promotion. So mm. anyway, our second match of the evening, uh, Orange Cassidy teaming with his his new stablemate. Tomohiro Ishii versus hey. the Butcher and the Blade. Uh, Rocky Romero also making an appearance here. Uh, yeah, so you have some chaos, and you have a nice little chaos best friends crossover. Yuta's in chaos, and Rocky's in best friends, and everyone's just having a nice time. Yep, it, it, it's all one big happy family, except Nokozuchika uh, Okada, even though we know he's in the U.S., He's around. He's got stuff to do. He was going to in and out. You know, maybe he's looking at boats for the next Okada cruise. Uh, There's a lot to do. Uh, He was getting some candy. He's been he's been having a good time. You think maybe Okada and uh, Suzuki traded notes uh, outside of kayfabe, of course. But you think they traded notes on good fishing spots to hit? Oh, they had to. You already know that. I mean, mean, you I mean, you know that when the cameras are off, you know that Okada and Suzuki have gone fishing together. (laughs) Oh God! I can only imagine. You know how much fun they must have, just hanging out on a, on a lake or river. Mm. What do you think they Lovely. plan? It's probably where they plan all their matches. They just go fishing just, and then. I just love to think of Okada just reeling in a speckled trout. Oh yeah, oh yeah, for mm. sure. You know, and, they're good eating too. But, they're yeah, good eating. But Suzuki, yeah, Su- Suzuki seems like a, a smallmouth bass guy to me. Honestly. Oh, I could go. I could see or a large bass fishing. Yeah. I'll tell you what. I mean, if Okada is uh, is around uh, the, the North Georgia area in a couple weeks, I would love to take him on Lake Lanier. We'll go catch some very cursed smallmouth bass. You know, I remember when Okada was freaking out about Bass Pro Shops, but you know, by then Suzuki had also discovered Bass Pro Shops. I don't remember this, but that sounds great. Oh yeah, it was it was amazing. Uh, anyway, this was a very very fun match, especially when you 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 you. You realize that uh, Andy Williams actually took a night off from the from uh, Every Time I Die's tour just so he could wrestle this match. Yeah, I was actually going to mention that if you weren't, Jeff, I love that. I think that's great. So, I mean, that, that that's dedication. It, to... I mean, it just shows you like what that kind of significance is. And I mean, I'm glad he did because my my favorite moments of this match were Ishii and Butcher's exchanges. I mean, the, oh, the yeah. big boy stuff. That was easily the most entertaining part of this match. Oh, yeah. Big, big, big men doing big man things. Big meaty men slapping meat. That's right. Uh, Ishii does get the win with a very nice uh, vertical drop brain buster on, uh, on the blade. Uh, yeah, this was fun. This is not going to be over. I really hope we get a, a uh, an Okada interaction at some point while he's here in the u.s yeah i can't imagine he won't be appearing i mean i'm sure tony khan is just begging him please you have to come on the show (laughs) i mean i think i kind of feel like it's a foregone conclusion and that's why we're doing all this and taking all this time to get there because probably new year's time or like maybe before Okada goes, I don't know. There's, is there any, are they doing any more of these like big quarterly shows or anything before the new year? Any themed shows or shows with a name or one of those type of deals? I don't think so. Well, I don't know. I mean, I don't think they're doing that. Winter is coming. Cause that's like, that would be around the time. Uh, the, the, uh, the Duluth show. Duluth shows December 4th. First, so yeah, that, that doesn't have it. a that doesn't have a name. So no, I don't think so. But I do think we're going to get a big show there, just because it is Georgia, and I do think that you know the brain trust at AEW, even though it's not in the in Atlanta proper, that they treat that area as like, well, this is wrestling sacred ground, so we got to make this a big one. Yeah, I mean that is Cody Rhodes' neck of the woods too, isn't it? Yes. Well, yeah, he's from uh, yeah, right around here. Yeah. So, so they how how, how close is Duluth to you? Uh, it's not far. I don't want to dox myself too much on the podcast, but it is not far. Okay. Uh, how is it closer than Atlanta? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I would say closer than Atlanta. 
Okay, fair. Again, I'm not going to pinpoint myself on the podcast, but... No, I understand. Even though I've done it to myself thousands of times. Now. Yeah, but, you have, but, you're, but you're in Chicago, and it's, like, really big, or I'm not in a very big place. Fair. Uh, we then go backstage. We have uh, Andrade El Idolo and FTR. And, uh, yeah, they're not happy, and uh, they're going to... They want a big eight-man match uh, with... Uh, with uh, Cody Rhodes and El Triangulo. You get some of your friends, I'll get some of my friends, and we'll all fight as friends. El El Triangulo de la Muerte finally reunites proper at Mm -hmm. last. Uh, Death Rhombus. That's right. Uh, And then uh, we go to the commercial break, and a uh, commercial that was brought to my attention via YouTube uh, is actually making it on the air. This ad for the, the... the double steak grilled cheese stuffed burrito uh, from Taco Bell, featuring two people cosplaying as the character of Marco from the independent uh, comic book smash saga by Brian K. Vaughn and Fiona Staples. And I, I don't know anything of what you just said, but I'm happy people are having fun. Uh, it's amazing. I, I, and the thing is, is that there has not been an issue of this comic printed in th- over three years, but it is coming back in late January, finally. Mm. Some some guerrilla marketing with Taco Bell. And then so the, the new item... The new item is like a like a big steak burrito type deal. Is that the deal? Yeah, with that? with melted cheese okay. on it. So it's like a suizo, okay. It's like well. a suizo burrito, basically. All right, um, all right. Well, it, maybe it, I'll give this thing. I'll tell you what. I've been doing more Del Taco than Taco Bell lately, and I think I'm right for it. Well, we don't have Del Taco here in the Chicago area, oh, you as have you Del know. Chicago. I know it sucks. Del Taco's so good. But I, I will say, I, I had this the last time it came around, and it, it, it is, of course, is complete trash. But you know what? It's kind of tasty too. Ah, nice. So, uh, yeah, okay. I, I may have to have uh, imbibe in, in one of the at least one of these before it goes away. So, so anyway, uh, we then get when we come back, we get a recap of. Uh, of uh, Britt Baker versus Ty Conti from Full Gear, and then we go backstage. DMD. Uh, well, God damn it! Now you're just jumping the gun. DMD. <laughs> okay. Did and I get it? Go... I didn't get it. No, you didn't. Okay. You, you're way early right, this time. It. Yeah, you, I'll try you, it later. You, yeah, you, you you were premature on that one. My friend. <laughs> it's weird because that never literally never happens, Jeff. Uh-huh, yeah, right. <laughs> never happens to me. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then. We actually go Blue back. Let, let us sell you sell some uh, some chewables, man. <laughs> and then we go back. Promise I'll do a great job. And then we go backstage with Doctor Britt Baker, DMD. DMD. Ah, so close that time. Uh, you know ja- what? That's good. Jamie Hader and Rebel. Uh, Britt tries to talk up Jamie Hader as being the next, uh, you know, as being the inaugural uh, TBS champion uh, while saying, that, you know, Thunder Rosa is a dirty word around these parts. So, so yeah, rather they're, they're keeping that, that address Rosa a little bit. Yeah, that, that heat is still very much alive, very much looking forward to that match. Do you think Jamie Hader has a realistic chance of winning it? I no, I don't think so. Neither do I. I don't think Neither so. <laughs> On that note, our third match of the evening uh, for the quarterfinal, the first quarterfinal match in the TBS title tournament, the Native Beast Nyla Rose versus Hikaru Shida. I did not realize that Nyla has also hit the 50 win mark. Yes, she just recently and more quietly uh, did that. She didn't get her plaque or a little statue or anything. But yeah, she she well, also nobody gets it. nobody gets a, a plaque for, uh, you know, second or, you know, for second place. That is true. Unfortunately. That is true. But, um, speaking of Thunder Rosa, real quick, uh, we, you know, we were talking about Ro- uh, Warrior Wrestling before we started the pod, Jeff. Warrior also announced tonight that Thunder Rosa will be wrestling Mercedes Martinez at their next show. Oh, oh, my, oh my goodness. Man. Ooh. Uh, and if you weren't keeping up, that show also has announced Dante Martin and Bandito. Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> it also has Will Ospreay on it. <laughs> Yeah, in a yeah. three-way with Trey Miguel and Blake Christian. So a lot of flippiness. Oh, Blake Christian's back in that match. Yeah, Blake Christian is back. Oh, wait, that's right. Uh, He's already been back in GCW. What am I talking about? So I will yeah. say a Trey Miguel versus Blake Christian match sounds pretty awesome, Jeff. It Trey does. Miguel versus Blake Christian and nobody else. Yeah. Just there's no one else. It's <laughs> there's Trey Miguel versus Blake else. Christian in a singles match, and I think that's great. 
Uh, what did you think of this particular match? I think Sheeta and Nyla have great chemistry. Uh, I think I could watch them wrestle. Like, you know, people are like, oh, I would love these people to wrestle every week. And most of the time, that's not true. Most of the time, you're just really excited for a program. Nyla and Sheeta could wrestle each other every week, and you'd probably have something positive to say about every single match. They can just really figure out ways to kind of get more out of each other, to draw back on where they've been already. Uh, but, you know, this is one. This is a feud that I want to see kind of never end. I really want them to always want to beat each other's asses. And uh, the finish was great. Oh, yeah. I love this. So the finish was set up by Serena D being in the crowd again, uh, coming out chop blocking uh, Hikaru Shida. So that feud is going to continue. And yeah, uh, it's not going anywhere. And uh, I love Deeb as a uh, uh, like rising potential top heel. And uh, with that in mind, uh, Nyla does get the win with a standing stretch muffler. A that standing looked, stretch muffler. That looked awesome. <laughs> What a great, yeah, what a fun way to finish. Yeah, really good stuff. So, yeah, that that was fun. So, Nyla Rose will go on to face the winner of Ruby Soho versus Chris Statlander. And I'm already going to say I'm taking Ruby in that one, and the idea of a Ruby-Nyla match is uh, uh, very exciting to me. Also makes it look like we're probably setting up um, for what? Ruby and uh, Rosa? Ooh, in the in yeah. the finals there, yeah, oh, is yeah. that what is that what's looking like to you? I, I think so. But they've wrestled each other already, right? No, they were on a team. They were on a team. We already went through that once. Yep. Yeah, we did actually. <laughs> yep. No, it's coming back to me. I won't do it again. Yep. I won't do it again. So you say? Um, we didn't hey, get... did Ruby and Rosa wrestle Jeff? We didn't get a Malachi Black promo. Um, I don't even know what he was talking about this time. <laughs> or or who he was I, talking to, to be honest. I fucking never know what he's talking about, but it's fine. He's the spooky guy who says all the stuff. Yeah, I mean, it, it was what it was. Uh, yeah, no, it was like a whole thing about like taking your, all of your breath and you can't breathe anymore. I think it was about Cody. Ma- making the, air, about other the, the very air you breathe toxic. And okay, that was yeah, like yeah. The, the one. So he's going to fart like really bad. He's going to like rip like the worst, like weird. Is he a vegan? Is he another one of these vegan wrestlers? Just like, I don't know. Is he like insane broccoli farts? I don't know. But do you think he eats strip waffles? I mean, probably. He probably does. I mean, they're delicious. Did you, when McDonald's had the Stroopwafel McFlurry, did you try that? No, I I thought that was only in Europe that they did that. No, they they brought it. Okay, so it must. I was still in Chicago at the time, so it's been a couple of years. Um, I think it might even been pre-pandemic. I don't know, but I went through a McDonald's drive-through, and they were doing like an international thing. So like they had like other items that are like in other countries, but like on the American menu for a little bit. And oh, one of well, them you was know, this... I do remember this, but no, I, I completely missed the, st- the stroop waffle. Uh, uh, oh, it was so good. Oh, man. <laughs> <It rocked. laughs> oh wow. We're, yeah, talking a, awesome. we're talking a lot about fast food today. You know what? I'm, I'm into it. Uh, uh, have you ever here since we're, we're on the subject, have you ever had cookout? Have you had cookout? No, I didn't see. No. Uh, it, when I was driving through, uh, Georgia on the way to the, to Daytona in 2018, we did not see any cookouts anywhere. Mm. There's a couple around. Um, here's the thing I would about cookout. I love to try cookout. I've heard it's, so I mean, many good you, things about you, it. You gotta try it. Okay. It's bad, but it's good. You know, you're gonna, it's, it's, it's very, very inexpensive for what it is. Uh, and you get a lot of food and it's like, you can get like sides that aren't, you know, just fries or whatever. And it's really fun. You will not feel great after you eat from there. (laughs) Well, you know what? You just won't, you just won't feel good. You'll feel, and it not just not good, but like downright bad and regretful. Whoever Uh, feels good after eating fast food. (laughs) I mean, true, but like true. I'm talking like actual bad though. Like not just not good, but actively bad. I mean, like, I thought that was part of the thing with fast food is that you just feel like trash afterwards. Just bad, but sometimes, like, bad is, like, like pain bad. Like, physically, like, oh. I shouldn't have done this, and I, I shouldn't be here. I don't want to be around anymore. Okay, so answer <laughs> me this. Do they have, do they have uh, bread and mozzarella sticks? I don't remember if they have mozzarella sticks. I don't think so. Like, so their sides are like, you can get fried okra and you can get hush puppies and, uh, you can even get like a little quesadilla as a side or like a little chicken wrap as a side, oh, wow. which is kind of cool. Um, yeah. And they, they, so they got some fun stuff there and like, uh, they got burgers and dogs and all that. And you can get a milkshake 
Uh, they have a very large milkshake man. Now that I knew, it, I knew about that. So, and so, the, and the shake machine's never down. They got they got the shakes <laughs> going, you know. Oh Lord! All right, back to the show. Uh, we get, fast food diversion over for we now. Get, we get MJF coming out with uh, Warlow and Sean Spears. Uh, Spears tries to you know shush the crowd a little bit. Uh, MJF goes on his tangent that he is you know better than anybody in that locker room, which brings out CM Punk. CM Punk. <laughs> Charles Montgomery Punk. And CM Punk says absolutely nothing. See, I was going to say CM Punk says what? Because he didn't say anything. Um, MJF put his hand out, said, hi, I'm Maxwell. Or just said, I'm just said Maxwell and and and, and put his hand out there. Punk gives a little uh, knowing grin and uh, turns right around and walks on off. Doing yeah. some mind games. I really like this. This is another side of CM Punk that he hasn't really shown out yet. The kind of getting in your head sort of thing like everything's been a much much more overt uh he's oh. you know he's gonna be able to be a little more subtle here with let mjf take the lead on some of the more um over the top stuff in right. this rivalry i think this is a great program uh and i don't know if this is a hot take or not i kind of feel like whenever this match happens mjf's winning it i mean the, history seems to dictate so i mean we've and- talked about this on this this program quite a bit like uh CM Punk's first loss is a big ticket to cash in, but if you're going to do it for anybody, if for a rising star in AEW, MJF's about the formula for that. I mean, you're probably right. So It'll make people really, really mad, Jeff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, it will. It'll get people real, real mad, and that's one of the things I like about it most. Uh, we then go backstage. Uh, Darby Allen is speaking to Tony Schiavone, and then the entire Billy Gunn family shows up for some reason. The ass lads. <laughs> the, the ass dad and his ass his ass lads. ass dad and ass kids <laughs> ass boys. Oh boy. Uh, so yeah, something's coming up with that. I think on Rampage, maybe. Yes, it is going to be uh, the Gun Club taking on these guys. These guys. Who's these guys? Uh, uh no, no. It's actually wait. It's Billy Gunn versus Darby Allen. Is that what it's? Yeah, yeah. I thought it was gonna be a. Yeah, I had it wrong. I was. Yeah. Okay, you're right. Yes, I am right. Never I was forget, testing you. Never forget uh, that asked. I am right. I, I was. I was just making sure that you were still paying attention. We then get a, uh, a another promo with the Super Click, and they're still mad at. They're still big mad about Jurassic Express and Christian Cage, and they're recruiting Bobby Fish this time yay i dude i i kind of glaze over every time bobby fish comes on i just don't care about him he's like boring to me he's like a fine gatekeeper like and when he's wrestling but i just don't really care and he's like oh these guys dress funny and look ridiculous as he's standing next to uh uh, guys that have like the (laughs) the, yeah they're wearing like amazon jumpers and he's got like the fucking wax mustache from 2012 Looking like an epic sir. Hey, remember uh, Simon Grimm? I hope he's, yeah. I hope he's doing okay. Shout out Simon Grimm. Our fourth match of the evening: uh, Leo Rush and Dante Martin versus uh, the acclaimed. Uh, Max Caster was not all that tonight. Hey, they can't all be bangers, but he. Uh, I did think the the line about Leo being a manager was funny. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. he got to him there. Hey, okay, oh. they can't all they can't all be perfect, man. You know, yeah. he's out there every week writing new shit. Yeah, they, they can't all be winners, I guess. No. Nah, because this one certainly was not. Uh, this match, however, very fun spot fest. And it, I it, thought we, this was a winner. This was my favorite match of the night. You know, honestly, I think Danielson and Uno was mine. I didn't even see it, so I couldn't. Well, there you go. I, I didn't okay. have a chance for it to be. But no, this was the one I enjoyed the most. I thought it was a really good match. I thought the acclaimed were great uh, foils for the high flying pair of Dante Martin and Leo Rush. Oh yeah. No, 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 no. This was, no, this was Max Caster, uh, is a just really good, uh, just he great at working heel. This in, in, in the very classic sense of working heel in a wrestling match. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I have no complaints about this. This was, uh, I mean, I don't have any specific notes either, but this was, uh, (laughs) hard to believe that, um, Anthony Bowens and Max Caster were thrown together by Tony Khan when they came to AEW because they work together. Like they've been tagging much longer than they have. You know what? They have clicked together. It's, it it is amazing. 
you gotta give gotta give some credit for Tony Khan for having the vision to see that one. He immediately was like, these guys are gonna work. Yeah, and he pushed for it, and he, you know, despite them, you know, getting some backlash and Max Caster, you know, having some some stumbles on the way up, uh, he committed to it, and it seems to be paying off. Yeah, uh, Leo Rush does get the pin on uh, on Anthony Bowens, and then that brings out Team Taz uh, wanting Dante Martin to sign the thing, as they say, sign the thing. Yeah, so so uh, I kind of like we're still building that. It sounds like Darius isn't coming back very soon. Uh, oh, that that's a da- and that's a damn shame. It really is, but it sounds like he's he got a bad knee injury and like it's they're they're still iffy on it. So oh, we don't really know when Darius is coming back. So I guess keep filling this time and you know these are a great group of people for Dante to be working with. Uh, he keeps downloading. He keeps learning. So let's keep kicking that can. Let's keep moving it. Yeah. I mean, no, also uh, don't, I don't like Leo's gear. I think it's bad. I've decided that I think Leo's gear is bad. No, I, I'm not a fan either. I don't, uh, I, don't I don't dig it. The, the man of the hour thing just makes it look like it says moth. And that's weird. Um, the I mean, single it, thing. I mean, it does say moth. I mean, it does say moth. Let's be honest. Well, it's, it's got periods, but <laughs> well, you can't see the periods really, you know, that's um, so it's like, yeah. And then, uh, uh, like the the single like that one piece like sort of jumper style gear I think makes the shorter guys look even smaller. Okay, uh, I, I think there's him too. It's just like it looks like a weird Power Ranger cosplay, and I just I don't like it. We then go backstage uh, with uh, Christian Cage and Jurassic Express, and yeah, they are all about uh, this this match on Rampage coming up with Adam Cole and Bobby Fish versus uh, Jurassic Express. Is Marco out of the picture again? Marco is still coming back from a concussion. Oh, damn. Okay. Yeah, yeah, well, bad knock on the head, so they are being extra cautious with Marco. Yeah, but not not even being on TV, though. That's kind of wild. Yeah, again, I think they're just... Uh, uh, I mean, he's doing other stuff. He was on the Jericho cruise. He did a concert. I guess it went really, really well. Uh, so he's out there doing stuff. He's hanging out. We then get a recap of the uh, the the long and storied history of uh, Jade Cargill versus Red Velvet, and uh, and they too will be clashing in the quarterfinals of the TBS title tournament. That's the match I'm really looking forward to. Do not sleep on this match, Jade. And uh, Red Velvet have some pretty real animosity between each other, I think. Uh, It seems as though they are not huge fans of each other, but know that they have to work together and are trying to figure it out. But I do think that uh, it's interesting there, and I think it'll be interesting to see kind of where they're at right now. Obviously, on the other side of you know uh, uh, the world of wrestling, there's a very high-profile feud happening in which two of the participants very much don't like each other, and it's leading to some uh, some really interesting stuff there. And uh, uh, with with the Charlotte and Becky Lynch thing, and I think there's some parallels here. Not quite the same because I do think that they want to like each other, so I think it's a little bit different. But uh, I think, yeah, I think uh, they just it, pissed at each other, aren't? They? I thought they were just pissed at each other for you know reasons. Right, but I still think that there's going to, and I think there's going to be some animosity there between Velvet and Jade because I think both of them are going to be vying for that top spot in the AEW women's division uh, for a long time. Well, right. I think these are two building blocks for that division. So I do think that, you know, how they coexist or don't coexist is uh, uh, something to keep an eye on. When we come back, uh, we get a uh, promo with the Lucha Brothers. Uh, they are, uh, they're hyped for this eight man match that's coming up. Next week on Dynamite, it turns out. And then our main event of the evening that I kind of actually don't want to talk about, uh, to be quite honest. Uh, Sammy Guevara defending the TNT Championship against Jay Lethal. Uh, I just have (laughs) two notes on this. Uh, Fuck Jay Lethal and Tony Nese is in the crowd again. Tony Nese really likes AEW, and I think that's great. Like, I'm, you know, hey, Tony Nese, if you need, uh, you know, an AEW instant recap podcast in your life, you're a big AEW fan, Tony Nese, check out Boom Goes to Dynamite. Hey, if anyone knows Tony Nese or their mutuals, uh, send him the podcast. Maybe he'll like it. I don't know. He seems to really like the show. Yeah. I mean, he, he's a big fan. He's, he's always he's in the front row. He's... Yeah. What if he's like, one of, what if his new gimmick is like one of those weird traveling fans that goes to every show, like that fucking, what's his name, Brock Lesnar guy? Oh, Jesus. He just does that. He just like starts wearing funny shirts and being in the front row all the time. <laughs> the big dumb Mark Tony Nese. That's his fucking yeah, uh, his new gimmick. <laughs> his new gimmick. New, new gimmick. The dipshit Mark who spends $800 on meet and greets every two months. <laughs> but what's his job? <laughs> no, you don't know. Bitcoin. Oh, God. Did you hear that thing about the Staples Center? 
he sold an NFT. Do you hear that thing about the Staples Center? Yeah, Crypto.com is a very funny company. So uh, you don't follow UFC, but they are also the name sponsor for UFC's gear now. Like oh, for their no. like uh, like so um, like for the walkouts. So when the fighters do the walkouts, they're wearing Venom, you know, uh, clothing. But all the the walkout shirts all say Crypto.com on them now. And have for a couple of months. So they have, they're making some huge purchases. Apparently, it was one of the largest naming rights buys uh, ever, and they paid cash. So uh, that's really interesting, too. Mm-hmm. And it'll yeah. especially good. Uh, and, and shout out to uh, to friend of the show, uh, comedian John Cullen, who pointed out this and also uh, pointed out how funny it would be. Is hey, John. If it's, it's a five year deal. And if Crypto.com isn't around within the next five years, they'll still still be that name. Oh, my God. Yeah, are we sure? Or, or, is gonna, or, or are they going to, you know, as the meme I saw, I got to okay, hold on. I got to bring this up so I know who to credit for this one. Hang on. Right, I got I got a uh, credit Wyatt underscore Riot underscore sixty nine who posted nice. a a pic saying after crypto got dot com goes under in six months it's a picture of the Staples Center with a Spirit Halloween banner on it Spirit Halloween perfect perfect <laughs> I saw a Zanku chicken one uh, at one point so yeah the the memes are coming in respect yeah. respect oh yeah respect uh, anyway Sammy Guevara wins this match and fuck Jay Lethal I don't want to talk about Jay Lethal. Yeah, it was, you know, it was a fine match, whatever. Um, I expected Sammy to lose. Uh, one, just because I think this whole signing in the first place had me feeling pessimistic in general. Uh, two, Sammy had the rib tape, and the rib tape is normally a kiss of death, as we know. Uh, so except, I kind except of... Except for Diamond Dallas Page. Right, but Diamond Dallas Page had it on for three years, so that's a little <laughs> well, that bit different. That's just true, too. So when you when it's just one week, uh, it could be the kiss of death there. So they kind of swerved it. They kind of made it look like there was a real chance that Jay was going to win, so props to them for like planting that seed and having Sammy win. But yeah, one, I don't care about Jay Lethal. Two, some, Sammy Guevara's TNT title run hasn't fully connected with me. It just doesn't feel as though it's as big a deal as the previous TNT champions. You do you share what? that sentiment at all? You know what? I think you're right. I think a lot of that has to do, and, and you know what didn't help was the fact that the TNT champion did not have a match at full gear. They they threw him into that five versus five. True, true. It's you know it's inner circle. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I mean, and also it's a TV belt. So I, I, I'm not gonna like freak out when the TNT title doesn't get defended on pay-per-views because it's not a pay-per-view belt right does that make sense i mean it's named after like the television network right so yeah, if it's not getting t- defended on a, on a pro on a network or on a pay-per-view where it's not on tnt i'm not even going to freak out about that now what's going to be weird is that it's going to be defended on tbs every week unless they save it for rampage unless it's just a rampage belt which honestly which would be kind of cool but that means i won't be seeing the women's belts <laughs> That they're kind of coming out with, so uh, yeah, we'll see how they work with this uh, yeah. with the TBS and TNT belts. I, I will because the TNT belt has been defended on Rampage already, but you know, again, that's been on TNT. So. Yeah, it's on TNT. So yeah, it's, yeah. it's still on TNT. So yeah, when the when the TBS switch gets made, I guess that is pretty interesting. But yeah, man, something's just kind of missing from this run for me so far, and I keep thinking it's not going to be a very long run because of that. Maybe I think part of it is there's not like an overarching story arc with it. Like, you know, Miro- it really isn't. Yeah. Like he beat Miro and like they did the DDT sort of thing and like the thing with Fuego, but that kind of feels like it's all reached its conclusion. So now it's like fighting champion Sammy. Sure. But I, uh, yeah, we need to get some more meat to the bones of this thing. Yeah, I, I agree. So, and with that, also, we- you'll be happy to know that uh, some other wrestlers that you were big fans of were backstage tonight uh, at Dynamite as if Jay Lethal wasn't enough. The Briscoes were in were in the house. Oh, God. You so know, they're, what? They're OK, I, I'm going to publicly call out Ian Riccoboni right now. Well, I, I mean, you can say, say the thing, but I want to push back on the Briscoes thing because. Yeah, there. I mean, they said a lot of stuff, but what's their most recent transgression or evidence of of you know homophobia or transphobia like do we do we have anything more recent than the stuff from what was that 2012 2013 2012 uh, yeah mark yeah mark Pugh um defending white supremacists at charlottesville in 2017 oh yeah yeah that's that, not that was the thing that i forgot about that one. that was the thing that got me to stop watching ring of honor yeah yeah i forgot about that one i mean it's 
as it relates to the homophobia stuff, people like Effie have kind of come out and said some stuff. And then you have the thing from Rick Abani. And like, I'm not like a kind of person that's going to like, you know, like bury somebody. I, I think redemption is possible for, especially if you just like, if your biggest uh, offense is you have bad opinions and you voice them, that's not as bad as going out and doing bad stuff. So if you like, if your transgression is, I think the bad stuff is cool. That's a lot more rede- redeemable uh, than like going you- out and doing bad thing J- Jamin, that's, i think that's fair right? J- jameen pew threatened murder in his tweets that's yeah again that's that's this these are things that are bad yeah um, so um I, so obviously tweeting about murder and murder are, are two different offenses i think that's probably pretty but i think that's that's neither here nor there uh, what i'm saying is i will i'm always open to giving people those chances but those people need to show them or that's what i want the point i wanted to get to yeah, is like that, 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 those that, people personally need to and like it's great to have like you know a support structure around you or people out there like going to bat for you but ultimately it doesn't really mean anything unless you're the one speaking up yeah and the thing yeah ian riccoboni saying you know he, he's a changed man he's done all this he's, yeah prove it show me you know what? i I, like I, to, I, yeah, I asked I him three times and not a lick of proof my way yeah the the thing is, I, I don't, I haven't seen a lot of that either. Besides them just being quieter now. Yeah, they, and that's like the not, thing they, is that they're not that tweeting. Like prove that, anything. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't prove shit. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying here nor there because I don't know these people personally. Ian Riccoboni and other people, you know, do know these people personally, so they're speaking from their personal experience that I don't have. So I'm not going to claim to know more about the headspace of these people or anything like that. But. Uh, we as wrestling fans and people that are, are trying to support this thing, uh, you know, would like to know where our dollars go before we put our eyeballs on it or before we buy tickets to it. Well, my my dollars have not gone towards Sinclair in four years, and including my, you know, when I went to G1 Supercar because I gave a friend of mine the ticket for <laughs> the money for the ticket for that. So you know, oh. <laughs> um. Yeah, but you know, we'll we'll see what happens if the Briscoes end up showing up in there or not. I expect they will. I expect them to be inevitable to AEW. AEW is big on tag team wrestling, and they're a high profile tag team. So, I I mean, I see. I say, you know, be ready for that. But hey, I'm glad Lethal didn't win the belt. We'll wrap that up by saying I'm glad Jay did not win this belt. (laughs) Paul, go ahead and plug yourself. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Cool Step Uncle on Twitch at twitch.tv slash thickflare uh, every Friday night, twitch.tv slash wrestling brain right after Rampage goes off the air. F- uh, find me and Nick East uh, talking about Rampage and all sorts of other stuff there. And of course, follow this podcast on Twitter at BGTD Podcast. Uh, you can find me at Strong Style Story without the Ian Style on Twitter. Uh, my personal Twitter at GDWessel two S is one L. There might be a busting balls this weekend. There might not be. I don't know. We'll see how I no. feel at the time. <laughs> if we do, stay tuned. If we do, it'll finally be the fashion show episode, the long delayed fashion show. We we were kind of behind on our on our topic uh, schedule this year. So yeah. So there's that, Paul. Any last words? Uh, do you know what? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Okay. That's it. Those were my last words. (laughs) We'll see you next week.